If it's trending, Amber and Tanner are going to trend, 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 trend it out on Froggy 92.9. A person working on a repair project may have been the cause of a Santa Rosa fire. The fire department responded to the blaze in an area of Stony Point Road on Monday around 11.45 a.m. They arrived to a burning bathroom wall and smoke coming out of the second story. Firefighters were able to put out the fire in just 15 minutes and no injuries were reported. Investigators say that they believe the person working on a bathroom repair may have accidentally started the fire as they were melting pipes together. And this was a scary situation because the wind here in Santa Rosa was wild yesterday. I mean, trees went down outside the studio, and so whenever there's a fire with high winds, you should be cautious about it. And thank thank you to our firefighters that put out this situation really quickly. So it is official. The Washington football team has settled on a new name. On Wednesday, this NFL franchise officially revealed its new nickname. We are the Commanders. So yes, the Commanders is the new name. It was like a 20-month search for this new name. They also have revealed its stylized W as the new logo. So the higher-ups in the organization wanted to link the football team to the military's strong connection with Washington, D.C., so they came up with the Commanders. I think it's cool. I like the new name. I saw the jerseys, too, and I think they're pretty rad. Thumbs up all around. So the Grammys picked a new date for their ceremony, which happened to be on the same exact day as the CMT Music Awards. So the CMT Music Awards changed their day. It'll take place on April 11th at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I love the CMT Awards because they shoot it in different locations and venues across Nashville. So the CMTs will air on CBS for the first time and will be available to stream live and on demand on Paramount+. Plus. So now, all we have to wait for is the nominees and performers. Amber and Tanner. Amber and Tanner. In between sips of coffee. Good morning. Good morning. I just love the show. Froggy 92.9. Love is in the air. Everywhere I look around. So Baskin Robbins is celebrating Valentine's Day with a new flavor called Secret Admirer. Huh. And it's, uh... Mm, sorry, it looks so good. It's the pink cake ice cream, and it's swirled with a sweet strawberry ribbon. Uh, so this is called, again, Secret Admirer, which reminds me of a time in second grade. I got a flower. They used to do carnations for everybody at school. Uh, and I got this carnation from a Secret Admirer on Valentine's Day. <laughs> and... I always thought it was actually my teacher that did it for me to make me feel better about really? myself. Yeah, the, I just like was. Was there little, anything handwritten? It was, but like the thing is, the girls in the older grades wrote the oh, things for everybody because we were little kids. I went to a school that was like kindergarten through twelve because I went to a private school, um, and I really think it was my teacher that did it because. I was just like a little dorky redheaded girl. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody had a crush on me in second grade. And I just always wonder about that. I asked her, I was like, hey, because I, I would say I was pretty precocious in second grade. So I was like, did you do this? Like, you can like, you can be honest with me. Like, it's fine. And she's like, no, I didn't do it. And I was like, Miss Anderson. You you're, just, my, you're my secret admirer. It's fine. <laughs> you just got to believe that maybe you did have a secret admirer. They're not that rare. <laughs> I mean, have you ever had one? Yeah. If you remember like a year and a half ago, I kept getting notes at my old apartment. 
Do you remember that? Yes. It was like, I'm watching you, would want to go on a date with you, but they never left like a phone number or anything. Yeah, that sounds like a stalker more than a secret admirer, Tanner. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you here. I'm maybe, watching you. Maybe it was Mrs. Anderson too. My, Who knows? <laughs> I mean, mine was just kind of like, hey, uh, here's a flower. I'm a secret admirer. Yeah. Just to make me feel better about myself. Mine Yours was, was like, I heard you talk about this on the radio. I hope you have a great day. <laughs> oh, man. A little creepy. All right. Have you ever had a secret admirer? Did you find out who it was? We want to hear from you. 636-1467. Like a cup of coffee and a sunrise. The crew is up and the coffee is ready. Hey, good morning. Amber and Tanner, mornings. Froggy 92.9. 28% of us said that they would never get bored without a cell phone or the internet, which I find surprising. That is over a fourth of us. And 11% say they would get bored within 30 minutes. So how long do you think you could last without using the internet? Because I don't think I could last entirely without a cell phone or the internet. I've talked about wanting to switch my life over and use a flip phone, but there's no way I'd give up the internet. I could last maybe a weekend and I'd still have that itch to look at social media all the entire time. I mean, if we give up internet, that means we're giving up Netflix, we're giving up Hulu, we're giving up Kindles, we're giving up, I mean, Th- That's everything. how I watch football games. That's we're, how I watch TV entirely. We're giving up Alexa. We're giving up our Google Home. We're giving up everything. Giving up could. FaceTime. I mean, our <laughs> whole lives are rooted with using the internet. And I think back to when I was younger and... I was bored way more often. I think now that we have technology in front of us all the time, we are incapable of being bored. And I think being bored is good for our minds every once in a while. Well, I went out, I was without power and internet for like three hours a couple of weeks ago. And I was surprised, but I was fine. I went on a walk. I read like an actual physical book because I my Kindle wasn't charged. Yeah. So I couldn't read like on my Kindle. And it was just like a weird experience for me, (laughs) but I was fine. So I think right now I know that I can go three hours without internet. (laughs) I think it's healthy to find a balance. Like having the internet is great. I don't think it's wise to just completely cut yourself off, but you know, take a couple of hours every day and don't look at a screen. Yeah. I think it's super beneficial. So getting some responses on our Amber and Tanner in the morning Facebook page about how long you think you could last without internet. Shandy from Santa Rosa says, honestly, I couldn't. I somehow find myself needing to know random facts throughout the day. John from Georgia said, honestly, I'm ready to give it up now. I'll just buy my stuff in the store. (laughs) Uh, Denise from Petaluma says, I could last at least a month. My teenager, on the other hand, five minutes tops. Amber and Tanner. Every morning. Mornings. Really good. They're so funny. Froggy 92.9. Got an update on my car situation. If you missed it, basically my truck engine light is on and I have no idea what's going on. Um, And I tried to call the dealership and they couldn't get me in until like February 12th or something crazy. I don't know. I was like, (laughs) I can't be driving around like this. This It's crazy. Uh, So they called me back. They actually got back to me and they were like, okay, you can drop your car off anytime, which sure, that's great. But they said they didn't have any loaner cars for me, and they're not really sure when it'll be done. So basically, I don't. I, I was like, this is not helpful whatsoever. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get around because, like, my fiance Cole works all the way out in Bodega Bay. 
Just That's like, a tough situation. What are we like? What am I supposed to do right now? What do you think I should do, Tanner? <laughs> so you could look into getting a rental. That's an idea. Or I recently just came off of having a one-car household, and it sucks. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> um, what my girlfriend and I did is she drove me to work every single day, mm. and then picked me up after work every day. And I know your fiance Cole works in Bodega, so if he wants to bring you to work, I can take you home. <laughs> I guess I'm just trying to come up with solutions here. I like how you were just like, this is kind of an empty offer. I guess <laughs> no, no. I could take you home. No, I, I just know how much it sucks to have car problems. Right. And just know I can't take you home. Well, I'm trying to figure it out because I don't want to make him wake up that early. But like, yeah. I would do it for him. Yeah. Like, you know, I'd let him have my car and vice versa. But it's just... Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if my insurance company, if State Farm will pay for a rental in the meantime. Yeah. But I, I just, oh, it's so stressful. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know what to do. But uh, if anyone has any suggestions, because I, I don't think that like a bus will run at like 3 a.m. So uh, <laughs> call us right now. Got something to say? Call me up. You can get on the radio. Call Froggy 92.9 and tell Amber and Tanner in the morning right now. 636-1-HOP. 636-1467. This is Froggy 92.9. It's wine o'clock somewhere, so pour yourself a glass. It's time to whine about it with Amber on Froggy 92.9. So actor Jason Ritter has a message for body shamers on social media after witnessing their attacks on his wife, Yellow Jackets star Melanie Linsky. Uh, so he tweeted, if anyone has any further unsolicited comments about anybody else's body, they can feel free to write them in permanent ink onto their own foreheads and swan dive directly into the sun. Ouch! Now, this blunt suggestion from Jason came after his wife, Melanie, shared a post from a critic that focused on her body, something she explained has become all too common lately. Now, she tweeted, this has been the story of my life since the show Yellow Jackets premiered. Uh, she said, skinny doesn't always equal healthy. So this latest incident comes just weeks after Melanie Linsky opened up about how some Yellow Jackets viewers have taken to social media to ponder the plausibility of her character, Shauna, having an affair with a younger, attractive man on the show. But she told Rolling Stone magazine, I want women to be able to watch it and think, wow, she looks like me. And nobody's saying, oh, she's the fat one, that representation is important. So that's why she didn't try to lose weight for the show or anything like that. And yes, I want that. I want to see that. I, I honestly, I watched Euphoria, yes, Euphoria yesterday, which is a show about a bunch of beautiful teenagers. And it made me feel bad about myself for like the rest of the day. And I just feel terrible for Melanie because she's such a beautiful and a wonderful actress. And I think that, again, I say this constantly, but social media has given people this boldness to comment on things they have no business commenting on. Melanie is super successful. So the, these words typed to strangers without a thought or even a hint of compassion is just so unreal to me. And sometimes I wish social media could be turned off. And... I, because it's just showing the awful truth of how horrible humans can be behind a keyboard. Melanie has done nothing to anyone. Body shaming is never okay, and it costs zero dollars to be kind. Amber and Tanner want to know what you think. Give them a call right now. 
636-1-HOP. 636-1467. Nobody has more Sonoma County on the radio than Froggy 92.9. Would you rather have a computer or a car problem? Amber, I know you're having issues with your car and it's caused a lot of stress in your life. Yeah. I'm dealing with a different kind of stress, a massive computer problem. And I know this might sound silly, but I accidentally deleted all of my autofill passwords. And so the internet actually wants me to remember my passwords. How dare they? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I feel bad for you. I don't know any of my passwords at all. I was... I was solely relying on autofill. I don't know my email password. I don't know any of my social media passwords. I don't know my bank password. And How I learned did you delete all of them. Well, I was going through my like my Chrome stuff uh, on my browser, and just because I got kind of freaked out about like hacking and stuff like that, and I was like, delete all passwords, start from scratch. And I didn't think about it until it was too late. My gosh. So I'm in this process of fixing everything. And why I think it's harder than car problems is because when you have an issue with your car, you can take it to a mechanic. When it's a computer, it is all you. you got to figure it out. If you're locked no. out of your account, you can't exactly have a lot of help until you at least get into your email address. Well, you have Geek Squad that can help you. You have Google support that can help you. There is, it's not just all you. But at the same time, when it comes to remembering your passwords, it's a password for a reason. Sure, you can have Geek Squad stuff like that help you out, but you can't remember your password is password1234 or whatever. (laughs) I mean, I'm not trying to say your problems are worse than mine, but uh, they are. (laughs) I can't, like, what if I break down and get stranded? What if I, you know, have no way to get to work and I can't make money? Well, what if I... You're completely right. (laughs) What if I can't get into my Snapchat, Amber? That's a bigger problem than you not being able to get to work. What are you talking about? I'm being solely sarcastic here. I totally understand. Like, definitely computer problems are stressful. But I think think it's optional frustration. Oh, and I'm taking the option to be incredibly frustrated. I can tell you that right now. Good morning, guys. That memory foam bamboo sheet kind of feeling. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Froggy 92.9. So as of this week, it looks like thousands of federal civil servants in Belgium no longer have to answer calls or emails from their bosses outside of working hours. And it's all thanks to a new law granting like... 65,000 government workers the right to disconnect, which I think is really cool. And they're just part of this growing list of European countries that are, you know, taking steps towards a greater work-life balance. And I am just... I I don't know whether to be shocked or excited that this is like a new rule. It's a new law. And of course, there are some like exceptional like and unforeseen circumstances that might require action. Absolutely. So that's protected under this law as well. Like, you know, if the radio station goes off air at like 9 p.m., one yeah. of us can, can come up here and like handle it. And that's that's an emergency situation. Right. Sometimes those things happen. But like last night, I got 15 emails about stuff that wasn't exactly <laughs> an emergency or pending. And you know, what? I, I looked at it. and I was like, you know, what? I'll deal with that tomorrow morning. When I'm working. So do you think that like where we are now, like you and I personally, yeah. that we're required to respond to emails at any time, anywhere? No. 
I don't think so. No. And I think it's a, a problem within, you know, our culture and our work culture. Because at some point, if you want to have good work-life balance, you have to unplug at some point in the day. Sometimes things are important to handle right then and there, but sometimes things can just wait till tomorrow. Yeah, and I think it's definitely important to set boundaries and expectations like between employers and employees. Like yeah. we had someone here tell us once, Tanner. I can email you guys anytime. You're full-time employees. And we were yeah. like, no, 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 no. We're asleep like at 9 p.m. Like, yeah. You can't I'm, physically I'm not, email us. The, the way I'm, I think about it is like, I'm not going to wake up in the middle of the night to respond to an email that can wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, there, like you mentioned, there are emergencies. Uh, but I know that a lot of people are employers and are bosses and might feel differently. Yeah. So we asked on Instagram at Amber and Tanner in the morning, what are the results? 100% of people said yes, that employers should let their employees unplug after hours. I think uh, like what you said yeah. earlier, it's so important just to set those boundaries. I respond around this time to this time so you can live a happy and fulfilled life. They're awesome. Amber and Tanner. No one better. Froggy 92.9. Amber and Tanner in the morning present The Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Today on The Neighbor Dispute, we're going to talk to Henry. Henry just got back from a vacation in Las Vegas, and Barry's going to say he wasn't a good time. Hello? Hi, is this Henry? Speaking, my name is calling. My name is Barry Martindale of Martindale and Johnson Attorney Services. I'm calling on behalf of some of the friends uh, that were with you on your trip to Las Vegas. Oh, sure. Oh my God, something happened? Well, nothing happened except for that you were very drunk and your friends believe that you ruined the trip. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I was pretty, I was pretty drunk. I don't, I, I don't think I ruined anything. You ruined it enough that my clients don't want to do another trip with you. Wait, I'm sorry, is this, wait, is this for real? This is absolutely real. I understand you guys go on a yearly trip, and so it, that's no longer going to be the case. So Cabo is canceled for next year. No, 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 no. There's got to be some mistake. Uh, I mean, we, we've never missed that trip. You were so intoxicated that your four friends are asking you to cover their flight expenses because you were such a bad time. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. That is, that's BS. I, there, you know, I mean, there was one night, you know, I needed a little help getting back up to the room, but that, that is ridiculous. I'm not paying a dime. They were all, they were drunk too. This is ridiculous. Who, who, who specifically called you? You've been Martindale. My name is actually Tanner from Amber and Tanner in the morning. You're on Froggy Night 2.9's Neighbor Dispute. Oh, jeez. You really had me going. Listen to Amber and Tanner in the morning every weekday at 7.55 for the Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Cause I'm all alone. There's no one here beside me. What age do you think it's appropriate to start leaving your kids at home alone? I was FaceTiming my mom last night, just talking to her, reminiscing about old times. We were specifically, we got on this because we're talking about how uh, when I was a kid, I would spend so much time at her work, which was a nursing home. And some of my best friends were <laughs> residents at a nursing home. And that was because she didn't feel comfortable with me staying at home alone yet. So yeah. I asked her, I was like, when, when did I start staying home alone? She said eight. And I was like, eight? What? That's when I, the fact that I can't even remember it, I think is, a, it shows that maybe I was a little bit too young to be staying home alone. 
And like an eight-year-old cannot manage a household. Well, uh, didn't you have an older brother? I did, but he was always doing sports. He was doing extracurricular activities, and I just wasn't old enough to do that yet. And so I, I remember when I was a kid, I was like, there's no food in the house. And for like three days, I lived off of uh, cake frosting. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh my gosh. I hate cake frosting now. Yeah, I can't imagine. I just think times are so different now, even when you and I were growing up, because parents are, they care a lot more about that sort of stuff and they watch over their kids more. You know, I, I don't actually know. I do have some, uh, some friends that are parents, um, but, you know, they always have, like, you know, their parents come over and watch them. Yeah. I was only ever alone if my brother was home. I didn't have, like, exact same experience. I was at my grandparents most of my life. Yeah, because they live um, pretty close to you, right? Yeah, they lived right down the street. Yeah. So I stayed with them most of the time. But, I, yeah, I mean, personally, I think eight is too young. I think you need to be at least a preteen. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, maybe your, your mom probably trusted you. Yeah. You were probably mature and could handle yourself. I did for the most part, but I would always call my mom all the time Aww. when I was home alone. I'd be like, Mom, how does the microwave work? It won't stop beeping. And so, you know, she Weird. did have her phone on her. You just called me the other day and asked the same question. I know. You're my Sonoma <laughs> County mom, apparently. <laughs> so asked on our Instagram, when's a good time for kids to start being home alone? And about 75% of people said, you know, preteen years, between 12 and 13. Oh, uh, yeah. One person said 16, and one person said five, weirdly oh, enough. They're not no. even a person. <laughs> They're awesome. Amber and Tanner. No one better. Froggy 92.9. It's called Promised Land. The only missing ingredient to this is actually Sonoma County. So if you've already watched the show, the pilot, those lush, sprawling vineyards you see... Those are actually in Georgia. What? <laughs> that is messed up. My home state. How hilarious is that? It bums me out a little bit because <laughs> it's a show about Sonoma, Sonoma County, right? And it really you don't see Sonoma. <laughs> well, the showrunner, uh, his name is Matt Lopez. He said, "I thought I wrote a show set entirely in Sonoma." that I had written a Georgia-proof script, but then they sent us to Georgia. So, you know, my guess is they were allured by tax incentives, the, you know, cast and crew shot the pilot in the South before they returned to California. Right. So they are gonna film some subsequent episodes here in the Bay Area, but it's just hilarious to me <laughs> that it's filmed in my home state, but it's about the place I currently live in now. To my understanding, <laughs> so many movies and TV shows are shot in Georgia because it's simply cheaper, cheaper to yeah. do. I mean, like all the Marvel movies are shot there and it makes sense, but it does bum me out because if you're going to have a show about Sonoma, you got to do it in Sonoma. <laughs> yeah, they say it's in the pilot. I haven't watched it yet, but it's it's about the wine country, right? you know, and it's about this family that's, you know, dramatic and there's innuendos and it's just like, I, I imagine it's going to be like Yellowstone, but instead of cows, it's wine. If you're telling me there's going to be a version of Yellowstone, like that's like Sonoma County-esque, I won't be able to sleep until I watch it. So Promised Land's going to be streaming on Hulu, but it's like one of several new wine-obsessed shows. There's also Kings of Napa that's on Hulu right now, and it's about a family that owns a winery. But listen to this, okay? 
my friend Rance that I went to college with in Georgia is on the show Kings of Napa. It's kind of weird how the <laughs> world turns around like that and how everything is connected. That's oh exciting. Oh it's crazy. Amber and Tanner. song comes Till 10 a.m. weekdays. You guys just lift me every single morning. Froggy 92.9. Peyton Manning was on SNL last weekend, and he revealed that he has a guilty pleasure show. So you didn't watch any of the games? Well, I planned to, but I had an hour to kill before the first game. And just for fun, I put on the first episode of Emily in Paris season two. <laughs> and I watched the entire season straight through. Oh, my God, Colin. This show has everything. Romance, <laughs> adventure. So, Peyton Manning, he's an NFL quarterback for a very long time, and he's still in the sports world. So, it was funny to see him have a guilty pleasure show instead of watching the NFL playoffs. That's so funny. I've been watching Selling Sunset a yeah. lot lately. Yeah, I've been going to Artemedica and getting, like, some M sculpting done. Yeah. And... I just decided to turn it on, and now I'm obsessed with it. It's about real estate agents selling homes in L.A. Are you embarrassed about watching this show, though? Are you embarrassed yeah, to admit it? Yeah, kind of. Now all of Sonoma County knows. Because it's trash. <laughs> I love trash TV sometimes. <laughs> I have a guilty pleasure show, and you're probably going to laugh at me for this, Amber. I love Jersey Shore. Get crazy, get wild. If you don't know what Jersey Shore is, it was like a show in the, like the 2010s. And it's like Jim Tan Laundry. That's what it's all about. And I watch it at least once once a week. Cole used to love that show. Yeah. I, I, go ahead. No, no, no. I've never really watched it. You should. You should. <laughs> I watch it because I think it is so ridiculous and funny, though. Like, yeah. I die laughing at it. And this came out when I was in high school and everybody was obsessed with the show. Everybody was wearing the, the affliction shirts with like the fancy pants and everyone was getting tans. But you didn't want anyone to know you were watching it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was a secret Jersey Shore admirer and I still am 10 years later. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Now we know. We interviewed Vinny from Jersey Shore like the first year we were here and I was bubbling on the inside. I It was like I was meeting Dolly Parton or something like that. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Amber and Tanner in the morning. So NYU actually has a class on and about Miss Taylor Swift. It proposes to, quote, deconstruct both the appeal and aversions to Taylor Swift through close readings of her music and public, di public discourse as it relates to her own growth as an artist and a celebrity. Uh, now, you can probably imagine there's a very, very long wait list for this class. Oh, yeah. Swifties across the world are trying to go to <laughs> NYU, and they're like, I need to take this class. Also need to get the right SAT scores to get in NYU because it's very difficult to get in. So, I'm, you know, I'm not surprised that there is a class like this. But, Tanner, if there were a college course on a celebrity, who would you, who would you want to study? Garth Brooks. I would love to study him. He's had such like an interesting life. Of course, he's one of the biggest stars that country music has ever had, but he gave it up just to raise his kids. And he's oh. only on Amazon Music, which I find incredibly interesting. Hmm. Of course, Garth is back, but the fact that he took a break from music for like 15 years or something like that, I think is so cool. It would be more like a history class yeah. than anything else, <laughs> but I just love it. Are you calling him old? Uh, no. <laughs> 
Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Mine's probably pretty obvious, but I definitely would love to take a class on Dolly Parton. Yeah. She is like one of the most interesting people on the planet. I want to hear about those tattoos she's got covered up. Like, I really want to get into like the nitty gritty of who is Dolly Parton and what she's keeping from us. All those secrets she keeps in her hair and yeah. her wigs. I want to know about that. Not to get off track, but do you think she actually has the tattoos? She admitted that she does. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. She says they're like little. They're nothing too crazy, but it's just a part of her that she wants to keep to herself. So she just has skulls all of her arms. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's like, I think it's cute Dolly stuff, yeah, cool. actually. Well, we asked on Facebook, facebook.com slash froggy929. If you could take a celebrity class, who would it be about? Cynthia from Santa Rosa said Russell Brand. He is an interesting and deep person. Shannon from Petaluma said, I would love a Lindsay Sterling class. And Ashley from Clear Lake said, Adam Sandler in a heartbeat. Oh, Tanner, you could just do your Adam Sandler impression and teach the class yourself. Hey, guys, welcome to class oh, oh no. with the Sandman. <laughs> with Amber and Tanner. Good morning. Today's country, Froggy 92.9.